Welcome to another episode of You I Do. I'm Tania. And I'm Ashley. And I'm so excited because this is finally like the episode I've been trying to record where we're not just like talking to people through Zoom mm-hmm. outside of Courtney. But <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, we have two special guests with us tonight to talk to us about wedding budgets, realistic wedding budgets, because sometimes, you know, we get engaged and we just really don't know what things cost or we don't have a full picture of like everything we need. So sometimes we're a little off. We might not know, you know, kind of where to start and what can affect that cost and all of the good things so this is gonna be a good time but anyway yeah we have two wonderful guests with us today yes a do you want to introduce <laughs> yourself hi i'm Laniel with special event factory and guess b my name is courtney jackson i'm with the charming details what do y'all do I am a floral designer, and I'm based in Alpharetta, Georgia, but we travel all over the country if need be. What about you, Courtney? I am a wedding planner. Um, I'm based in Metro Atlanta. I do weddings all over Georgia, and I even do some weddings out in Michigan, where I'm from. Nice. This is going to be a good episode. (laughs) (laughs) We have a lot to get into, but first, let's, you know, figure out how was your day? How was your day, Courtney? It was pretty busy today um, driving around. I actually came from out by Cartersville. I drive all over Georgia just meeting with clients and everything. um, And and then I came home and got prepped for some weddings I got coming at the end of the month, all that good stuff. So it's been pretty busy. Um, This is the time in March where we start kicking off weddings. So this is when my schedule really starts picking up. Okay. Good productive day. What about you, Lanil? The same. Um, March is usually a little bit slower, and it's a good slow, not a stressful slow, because I'm able to get caught up on emails, proposals, editing some things on our website, social media, calendar, prepping for the month. And then this is a good time to do styled shoots, maybe, you know, working with other vendors on different small projects. Okay. Good stuff. So, yeah, so my day was lovely. Oh, yeah. You forgot about me? Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, my day was lovely. Uh, I didn't have a busy day. It's raining outside, but other than that, you know, I'm blessed and highly favored. All right, now. (laughs) How was your day, Ashley? Quiet, because nobody was at work. Oh. I mean, it it was one of those perfect Wednesdays where lights were off because, like, folks weren't here basically. Gotcha. So working low lit condition, but that's not like because the bills weren't paid. It's because (laughs) that's how we prefer it. It's kind of like nice. And then with it raining, it was just kind of like ambient. Mm -hmm. Okay. I got some stuff done and I sent y'all over bridesmaids and stuff. Courtney, I forgot to tell you. So these girls won Davis bridal (laughs) instead of Zazzy. So, um, you act like it was our decision. I was telling y'all, I gave y'all an option. I said, you can stick with this or you can go with this. Well, I chose, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Most people chose, I don't care. And other Mm -hmm. people chose Davis Bridal and nobody chose a Zazzy. So that meant. I mean, you know, with the coronavirus going around, you know, things 
or production is slowing down. So what did you say, Courtney? What's the production time? <laughs> That's my number one question for everybody. <laughs> Basically, because yeah. Davis Bridal, I don't think is really affected. Mm, no, I don't think so because I think they have a huge warehouse, right? I don't know, like in it, the United yeah, States. Like, yeah, like in the United States. But Azazi is has a production company or production facility in China. Yeah. So because of that, and because I read that, um, because they have like wedding dresses you can buy straight online. So similar to like off the rack, mm-hmm. there has been an increase in girls that don't have time to wait for their dresses to come back are just going there, which I think is interesting because I'm like, why are you just start? Why you just go there? Whatever. But yeah, so thank goodness Davis Bridal has basically the same color I like and options. So yeah, it's been really interesting to see how a crisis going on, like a health crisis has affected the wedding industry. Uh, Cause this has affected me in more ways than one uh, with the bridesmaids dresses. Like I have a wedding coming up at the end of the month, around 40 guests cannot attend, including the bride's grandparents because they're coming from China. So it's just oh. been really interesting. Oh no. Wow. Can they stream it or something? They're gonna have a videographer, so they're just gonna send the video family okay yeah i forgot china has weird uh internet rules too so never mind oh that's sad it is well budgets (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know how to transition uh, yeah there was no way to transition uh, speaking of uh, (laughs) (laughs) well we are talking about weddings um and budgets (laughs) budgeting is i feel like the number one factor or you know the number one thing that goes into a wedding so yeah and you're cheap but you're not saying that because you're cheap (laughs) but okay this is it's very true. We were talking to a bride a few weeks ago, and she didn't realize how much everything costs until she started planning. And so she had a budget, a quote-unquote budget, when she started. But then when she started planning, she realized that was unrealistic and then had to make a more realistic budget. And uh, I feel pretty similar because I think my initial budget is probably... <laughs> What I thought was uh, twice or like half the amount of like what my wedding is probably going to end up being. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, every bride we've talked to so far, when we asked them, have you stayed in budget? They all laugh. So or they're like, yeah, at the end of the budget, like the high scale. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just because people don't know how much co- stuff costs. I think the not honestly got these girls out here looking a mess because the knot puts out this study every year and they say this is how much weddings are and they say try to break it down by vendor and it's real real cute it does not in my opinion accurately break down vendor costs but that's just me coming from a person who's going to probably have over 200 people at her wedding in Atlanta. So I'm I know that there are a lot of factors into all of these things and that's part of what we're going to get into or a lot of what we're going to get into tonight. So Yes. 
So yeah, I mean, okay. But before before we get do all that, we generally ask our guests that come on the show, how did they get into the wedding industry? So let's start there. Laniel, we'll start with you. How did you get into the wedding industry? I became affiliated with the wedding industry when I was in college. I decided to choose a minor that was hospitality administration. And with hospitality administration, I was taking a few courses just to check check it out. And then I learned so much about the industry that I wanted to learn more. Mm -hmm. So we learned about meeting planning, trade show planning. I know how to sell trade show booths, which is a dying trend. But there's still trade shows and conferences going on you know, going on all over. It just wasn't exciting for me. It didn't allow me to be as creative as I am. So this was back in 2008 when I was about to graduate. I decided to find a niche market in the hospitality industry. So I didn't want to work at a country club. I didn't want to work at a hotel. And I found a market that um, more aligned with my design style. So it was wedding planning, uh, wedding and event planning. So I was the person in college. Of course, I was 21 um, who was planning everyone's birthday parties dinners, you know, all sorts of events. And then um, I had my grandmother was getting married again and she wanted me to come down to Florida. So I was planning a destination wedding. And that was very interesting because my family's Caribbean. So we have all the specific food requests. I had to source a venue, get the hotel room blocks. And I know a lot about that part of it from school, like how to do that part. So it's more of like education based instead of um, a lot of people become planners and stuff because they did really well planning their own wedding or they helped other people plan their events and kind of found their way. But I went through the school route. As far as floral design, I had a bride who did not have a florist. And she says, well, can you make some bouquets for me? Just some simple bouquets and boutonnieres. So YouTube University became my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided to do it for her. I did it for her and everybody was about to pass out. They were like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I was like, okay, girl. You know, I was like, <laughs> if you like it, I love it, you know. But um, I actually did a lot better than I thought I did. And so I actually liked that part a lot better than the planning because as a planner, I was very responsible for all parties, all vendors. You get hit with a lot of questions and you have to be present a little bit more than I was able to with my kids. And so um, actually four years ago now, I decided that I did not want to do the planning anymore. I want to just stick to the floor and event design because I actually like setting the table from the linen, the chairs. I like talking high, low centerpieces, all the stuff that goes on a table and in the room. I like talking about that part more than what time the vendors are supposed to arrive, that kind of thing. I mean, it's very important. Mm -hmm. So because I was a planner at first, I do know how to communicate with planners and I know the information they need. But for me, that's how I ended up as a floral designer was through being a planner. So I just kind of snaked my way out of that (laughs) category Mm -hmm. and into floral design. And here I am four years later. I love it. Yes. I never knew that. Yeah. (laughs) And that's crazy because whenever I saw that degree... You know, I only thought hotel industry. Me too. Yeah, so I would have never thought that you could go that route. But you learn a lot about mm-hmm. planning in general and and I guess about the industry in itself. So, Yeah, um, Georgia State University actually has a really good hospitality program. It's mm-hmm. actually one of the top because it's under the business school. Mm-hmm. So you learn the business of hospitality. They go all the way from how it started. They tell you about working in a country club, front of the house, back of the house. I mean, 
I could go and work as a manager in probably any hotel or um, resort that I want, but I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But they tell you about the business stuff. So that's why when a lot of people say that they're hiring someone who doesn't know about the business, they don't necessarily have longevity mm-hmm. because they don't think about the accounting part of it, right. staff management, all that kind of thing. It's not all timelines and notebooks and binders you know it's right. mm-hmm. knowing how to manage an actual business so that's why they put it under the business school that makes sense um, yeah so and they have a lot of programs out there for people now that they didn't have then mm-hmm. i mean that's i graduated college with 12 years ago they have programs at kennesaw state they have things online mm. they have and it's more targeted to weddings and event planning mm. but um there are a lot of um certification programs women can take or people can take for planner to be, yeah. become a planner mm-hmm. and um not to say you have to mm-hmm. but it just helps take away some of those bumps in the road that i had to find you know oh a lot of i hear a lot of people had to find out the hard way yeah mm-hmm. sorry go ahead oh no i was gonna say my sister wants to get into event planning but she is working for some hotel i can't even think mm-hmm. and hates it <laughs> Because she doesn't feel like she's really getting any experience there. It's, you know, mm-hmm. I want to have a conference here. She's doing, like, that level stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's because maybe just that feels boring and it's maybe not as glitzy or glamorous. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she could just go back to school or, like, Find a certification. Yeah, yeah, and definitely, because um, I thought, remember the movie The Wedding Planner with J-Lo? Mm-hmm. I thought that was amazing back then. You know, like, right. everyone thinks the planner or, like, um, the princess, what was the princess bride? Or that movie, what was it called? Princess Diaries. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. thought wedding planning was all Cinderella. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. These men and women across the world have to deal with a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's not for everyone. Right. It's a lot of long days, late nights, a mm-hmm. lot of managing adults. It's really easy to manage children, but when you have to manage a room full of Courtney will tell you, like it is yeah. not easy. And you have to be someone who's extremely assertive but kind and gracious and right. positive because you have to keep everything going. So definitely it's not something to just say, Oh, I plan my wedding, so I'm gonna be a planner. Absolutely not. And I wish they right. had more um, steps to take before mm-hmm. you can just say I'm going to be a planner, you know, because you can't say I'm going to be a doctor. No, right. not at all. You know, um, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think that um, and it's okay if you don't, didn't go, I'm not saying you have to get a degree, but definitely take the time to understand how it works. So right. definitely interning, shadowing um, with other people like photographers have second shooter, you know, just work mm-hmm. in the, you have to work in the field to figure out how it works. Exactly. Over and over. Okay. All right, Courtney. Yeah. (laughs) So how did you get into the wedding industry? Yes, a lot of what Lanil was resonating with me. (laughs) Um, So I started, I was doing events prior to wedding planner. I was an event planner, and I was on the corporate side, like your sister. Um, I was doing events for university here in Atlanta. I was doing events for a nonprofit company, and that was good. I was able to raise a lot of money for like the nonprofit. It, it, it helped me learn a lot, but it didn't really trigger my heartstrings, as I would say. And I would say, like a lot of brides, I, from my own wedding, is how I got into wedding planning. Um, I enjoyed the planning process. 
And I was like, after the wedding over, I was like, oh, my God, there's nothing for me to do anymore. What am I about to do? <laughs> I need to do something. <laughs> so I reached out. I was cold calling planners like, hey, I really want to intern and learn from you guys. And I was able to land an internship that I did for an entire year. Um, and that's you get, gave me a lot of experience. Got to see uh, weddings on the higher end side. And I was very thankful for that to start off in like a higher end company and seeing how it works from that side. So I, like I said, I interned for a year. I was at towards that end of the year, I was interned for like two different planners and got to see the experience of like different venues around Atlanta, um, seeing how different people work, um, all that good stuff. And then from one of the wedding planning companies, they actually asked me to write up a resume and they passed my resume along and they actually gave me a paying job um, with a venue. Um, so that was like really awesome. And then with that venue, I got to start learning from like the catering side and the venue perspective. So it was like really awesome to start seeing all these different vendors, their different perspectives um, and what they really care about. So that was awesome. And I even started training their day of wedding coordinators. I was training, they have around 20 girls. So I was training any new girl that they were hiring. And then from there, I was like, you know, I really want to start my own wedding planning company. I really enjoy this. Um, so that's how I started for me for um, wedding planning. Awesome. Well, I am so grateful to the both of you because you two are the vendors that I'm working with for my October wedding. And I, I mean, there are some vendors that I have regrets or, you know, I, I, I second guess sometimes, but <laughs> you two are definitely not those vendors. So, um, Again, I am grateful to both of you, and I am so happy that y'all are on the episode tonight to get us together about the cost of a wedding, because y'all would know how much things cost. <laughs> <laughs> I only know how much mine costs, but <laughs> you've seen some things, you know more. So in 2018, the not release this i think that's the latest one that's out i don't mm -hmm. think the 2019 one is out yet yeah they're they have average wedding vendor costs so go for it okay so so earlier um i actually totaled everything up and so i think i'll go ahead and tell you all the actual the actual amount that i totaled up um and this is with 150 guests so i totaled up fifty five thousand and twenty six dollars Roughly. You, however, okay. however, yes, because <laughs> <laughs> because I subtracted some things because there's things on this list that, you know, a lot of people don't utilize. And so like musicians or um, let's see, uh, there was but, somebody but else. Instead of musician, they have a DJ. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And so I didn't exclude them from the list, but. In total, it came up to $55,026. However, I'm not saying that that's how much your wedding's going to cost, but this is what I totaled up. So anyways, let me go ahead and go through the list. Um, so for a ceremony venue, um, they came up with $2,382. Okay. Let's 
Let's <laughs> let's stop there. Like, I mean, let, no, no, no. I want you to read it all off, and then like we gotta remember yeah. what you said. Like, let's no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ceremony venue. Do y'all have any thoughts on that? Like being two thousand dollars. Twenty three eighty two to be exact. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, most of my brides are either getting married at their church or they're doing a venue that is both their ceremony and reception. And the church might not be charging them that much. It might vary church to church. So that one is really going to vary. I I know back home in Michigan, we used to do two different spaces. So it really is going to vary um, city to city, kind of about what type of venue spaces are available. Um, but here in Atlanta, a lot of my brides are getting married at the same place that they're um, having their reception. Okay. That makes sense. And I mean, I'm as I'm looking at this list and not to take away from what you're doing to, to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see they have reception venue on here as $15,439. So if we're going off what you're saying, people are having, like, they're getting married at the same place, then that's around $17,000 for a venue. And I kind of... that, like... Like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, because that's not what I'm seeing when... You're not... Mm -hmm. I mean, when I was looking up venues, because I had a little spreadsheet... That I created, that somebody else created, but I, I kind of remixed it for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to kind of see, like, what are all the costs with these respective venues? What would be needed? For, like, what's the deposit? What's the food and alcohol? Do I have to stick with them? Like, figuring all that out. And there were several places that are like 10000 15000 and like, you'd have to at least put half of that down or like pay your bar part as the deposit. Gotcha. So when I'm, okay. So when I'm looking at it, I'm just thinking about the min or like the venue. Like, so how much does it cost to rent this venue? Yes. I'm not even thinking about like everything that, the, like the what you, stuff. yeah, the other stuff. But some of these I'm, places require you to though. Gotcha. Like I want to call them out cause you know, but <laughs> they're, there are several venues that I was just like, oh, they are gorgeous and love with because they photograph well. Of course, it's just stuff I've seen on Instagram. But looking at them on, like, looking at their nitty gritty and their pricing sheet is basically like you have to spend 5000 or 6000 plus the bar deposit and the bar deposit could be like another 4,000 or it's another 2,000 or next thing you know, you're paying basically like 10 or 15,000 for this venue. And that's just it. It's just the venue. Gotcha. Well, let's you talk to the experts. Else. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. talk to the experts. Cause oh. we don't know what we talking about. <laughs> so I haven't been in that world in a while to be completely honest, um, which is the fun part of my job. <laughs> but now like when we go or when we get an inquiry from a floral designer or some of your venue vendors and your venue is so-and-so, that gives you two, that tells you two things about the client. If the venue fee is expensive and the catering, if they require you to use their catering, we know that there's certain groups that manage several venues. Mm-hmm. So they require you to use their catering. 
There's a flag that says they either don't have a lot of money to pay for their florals or decor because they had to pay all these fees or they do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like <laughs> kids 22. You're like, oh, wow, they're getting married there. Then you're like, oh, man, I know they ain't. Gonna have no money. <laughs> you <know? laughs> because, you know, like, oh, you know, I heard they charge you. Five, like there's some venues in Atlanta that just charge you straight out. five thousand. I know a venue that charges a $5,000 ceremony fee point blank period mm-hmm. just to get married there mm-hmm. wow. okay and so my when way back when when i got married it wasn't that it wasn't that high mm-hmm. but it wasn't because it wasn't in the city and da, 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 da. but um that's a lot of money and i don't care who you are just to have your ceremony somewhere five thousand dollars is a lot of money and so in it for atlanta in itself Right. But there, you know, I always say I'll tell people I'm not in a position to discuss anyone else's rates, right. but or like complain about it and just move on. So I think, yeah. like you said, doing your due diligence, getting a spreadsheet and just putting everything down and seeing what's important to you and say if the ceremony, I want a bomb looking ceremony space. But there's some people who get married in their grandma's church and they don't care about it. We've been there as well. And those signatures never hit online. It's like it never happened, you know, but (laughs) the ceremony wasn't important to that client. It was the reception um, or it was the photographer was really important. So they took their picture somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So I always say pick what's the most important thing to you or or ask the client, what's the most important thing to you in your whole wedding scheme of things? Mm -hmm. And if it's your reception and you want to make sure the food is or the music is good, then that's where you put your money. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, if the florals and decor look good, they're not going to look good everywhere to be completely transparent. But we can do our best. It just depends on where you pick, you know. But if your ceremony co- if your ceremony fee is $2,000 and your reception fee is $15,000, that's $17,000 right off the bat mm-hmm. that you haven't decorated or fed anyone. Right? So unless the client says there's no budget, then you automatically know, all right, she's going to squeeze. That's why... <laughs> You know, they're going to squeeze it out of me for you're going to get the hydrangea rose package mm-hmm. or, the, uh-huh. they, or they, the, the dreaded my mama friend going <laughs> to do the bouquets if you can do everything else. You know, <laughs> that's what happens. So, like, we know on the vendor side when a client says they're getting married, so and so, we kind of know. Like, what's up? What's up? Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. What you say, Courtney? Well, like Neil said, you definitely have to do a spreadsheet. And I do a spreadsheet with a lot of my clients um, when we're comparing ven- venues because this venue might include a bar and it might include a chair rental fee that you have to rent from them. I mean, they might have their chairs there and you think they're free, but there's like one venue, you, they're charging the chair, the pad, the napkin. So you got to consider all of that. So writing every little bit down, if they have even a complimentary greenery backdrop wall, and you want that, write that down when you're touring um, because you want to know how much will it cost. And even maybe looking at, because a lot of these venues, they put on their website who their preferred caterers are, maybe jump into that caterer's website because these are going to be your top two people you spend on is your venue and your caterer. Maybe even jumping over to that caterer, seeing how much their average per person price might be, including that into your uh, price for that venue. And that can kind of help you estimate how much that venue might cost you at the end of the day. Um, spreadsheets, I'm always praising about spreadsheets because <laughs> they're really helpful when you can want to compare a venue side by side. Um, because like one venue here in Atlanta, you got to bring in everything um, versus one that might be all inclusive 
Well, when you write everything down, does it equal out or does it come out one is more expensive than the other? So I think writing all that down is what people should do. That makes sense. So for those listening, spreadsheet, start there. Look at the caterer. See what caterers are preferred and how much it costs because that will be the gotcha. And don't be afraid to look outside of their preferred caterers because you might be able to save money that way. Speaking of catering. (laughs) Oh, there's a fee for that as well. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, even if you use outside catering fee and you use outside caterer, it's still cheaper than using their people. That's my, that's me. That's my story. (laughs) Yeah. So speaking about catering, so in this same article... (laughs) Seventy dollars per head, per person. Seventy dollars is a whole lot of money. Like even, yeah, I think even if you go to like Capital Grill, I mean, seventy dollars, I mean, can get you a whole steak, like <laughs> top line, you know. Granted, <laughs> I don't eat steak anymore, but you know what I mean. Like a glass of wine, or yeah, like steak a, and scallops, or just a steak. No, no, maybe, maybe like the steak is probably like $50, you know, but anyways, that's beside this point, Okay, you know, but dinner, yeah, a good dinner, $70. So is this, you know, is this realistic? So for 150 people, you got it down as 10,500 for 150. Yeah. For 150 people. Yeah. 70. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. That's, yeah. That's cheap. In the scheme of things, that's well, cheap. Yeah, I mean, that's cheap in the scheme of things when it comes to a venue. When you think about hiring a caterer, they are not like a restaurant where they have food all the time. They have these relationships. These are um, sometimes caterers who just do one wedding a month or they may not do a lot of weddings. Mm-hmm. And they don't uh-huh. necessarily, they have accounts where they have um, access to these catering kitchens to cook. But they have to pay for that. I mean, sure. I heard some of these caterers, they have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars a month just to cook in that specific kitchen. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then they have staff. You have to pay people actually more than a waiter because your traditional waiter where they can get minimum wage. When I used to do banquet serving, we would get 25 an hour. And that was at Hol- um, Holiday Inn Express. So mm-hmm. you, wow. because they pay you, including the tip, um, the gratuity, they pay. And um, some of these weddings you go, they have a lot of servers. Gotcha. So think about each of the servers. They pay you for the entire wedding time. So that's like six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. So you think like if they have 10 servers work, 150 people, they probably would have more than 10 servers. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to pay those people well, insurance, and you have a banquet captain, and then you have your bartenders. Like they have to pay all those people's salary for that night. And insurance for, like, they have to have a, a $1 million policy, sometimes more. Mm-hmm. So like it's a little bit different than a restaurant. But some restaurants have ballrooms. True. Um, I don't know if we can say, but some restaurants have mm-hmm. bank- check into that. Mm-hmm. If you want to knock down some of the costs, then check and see if your restaurant, a local restaurant, has a reception area like a ballroom you can use. That way, they already have tables and chairs. You know, they already have linen. Mm-hmm. It may not be the fanciest, but if you're a budget-friendly party, it's like my most important thing is not the venue part of it. My most important thing is the food, and I know that X Y Z has good food all the time. Mm-hmm. Then get have get married there if you can. If you can right. do a restaurant buyout, then do it. 
And then you can focus your money on your photographer or your ceremony venue or whatever else, because that's another way if you want to like kind of circumvent that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. just have it at a restaurant because your caterer is going to knock you upside the head when you go to a venue that's not (laughs) set up because they have to bring in the heating, um, the heating warming oven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Everything is portable. It's like bringing a whole restaurant somewhere else Mm -hmm. because most of these venues don't have a full kitchen. You, you don't want to see what's back there, but so they have to bring in all that stuff. I see the big major companies. They come in with like 30 people and they're loading them out. So just think about all that staff and different things they have to pay for. And then you can understand a little bit more why it costs so much. Mm-hmm. And then some people forget that a restaurant is an option. Yeah. Or a hotel where you get the trio. You know, people can stay there. Then you have your food. It's hotel food. I mean, you know. Right. Yeah. But And then, you know, you have your ceremony. So that, those may be some options where if you want to kind of cut that in half a little bit mm-hmm. then go that way i guess it i guess when you put it that way it makes sense yeah mm-hmm. yeah what about you courtney for me i love all my caterers because they're my setup crew oh yeah <laughs> um, catering do the setup in the breakdown it's not as wedding planners or the florist um Mm-mm. the catering team a lot of times you mm-hmm. might come across a venue that does the setup for you but a lot of times you're doing a room flip? For me, I love all my caterers because they're my setup crew. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Catering, do the setup and the breakdown. It's not us wedding planners or the florist. Um, it's the catering team, a lot of times. You might come across a venue that does the setup for you, but a lot of times you're doing a room flip. Um, who's moving those tables and chairs is your catering crew. So they're charging for that and it's built in and they're pricing. Catering, it incorporates the the plate um they 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 offer plating they offer linen they offer these other things so that might be what comes in at the end of the day on your invoice are those other elements or those rental items items you might be getting um so those are things to consider but i would say you know you gotta just think about all that they do they really are the lifeline of weddings to me um and that's not because i've worked with a catering team before it's just i'm thankful for them seeing all that they do setup wise for my weddings and being very proactive and getting all that done. So that's what I have to say about catering. They, they charge what they charge because they're doing a lot. They're doing more than food. They're bringing a lot of rentals. Um, you guys mentioned about when a venue doesn't have a kitchen, they might build a whole kitchen in a tent. I've seen that um, a couple times now. They're building up a tent having those hot ovens in there and uh, making sure your food is prepped fresh and and in the spaces that they have. Um, Because I did one wedding where it was like a massive church and the kitchen was very, very small. So they had to work with what they have and and they were able to bring it together. We we did pipe and drape to hide all the catering going on behind there, all that good stuff. And I mean, that was included in the quote was that pipe and drape. So just got to consider, you know, your venue um, what you got going on there for the catering wise, like how much space they have and those logistical components that they'll be contributing to. All right. So I guess I won't be too cheap then. <laughs> I mean, you can't with the food. No, right? I, I guess you can't. <laughs> um, and another thing I thought about that could also be the determining factor in a bride going plated versus buffet. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I know family style is, I guess, starting to 
creep up. I haven't really seen black folks do it, but um, <laughs> like, but but buffet. I mean, we love a buffet, and I and it's honestly because it's cheap. Like it's cheaper. You don't yeah. have as many people that have to like. You have less staff. So if they, you know, you're working with a chef that had to hire a crew um, because it's not like a full blown catering company, then that person might not have to hire as many people. So that can um, that's, I think, part of why the buffet costs is cheaper than the plate it costs. Um, Anyway. All right. So let's let's get into the, the aesthetics of it all. Like, okay, come on now. Let's so let's let's, ta- let's talk about the floors. Yeah, because they're like, saying I'm feeling attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a setup. <laughs> Low key, it is. Um, but yeah, so they're saying two thousand four hundred and eleven. Now I'm not quite sure what all you know um, <laughs> goes into that two thousand four hundred eleven dollars. But yeah, so what do you think about that? Um, I have a new way of pricing that helps clients a little bit better now. I usually say forty to fifty dollars a person hmm, to okay. start off with, and that's and people are like, oh, it's a little easier to hit them over the head that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Oh, that'll be five thousand minimum, you know. But if you do forty to fifty a person, that should take you through ceremony, cocktail, and reception. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a difference between a florist and a floral designer. So this may be traditional florists. Gotcha. Um, who do your traditional arrangements and they have the big floral shops and they can just hit you with some boom, boom, boom um, arrangements. Here you go. They drop it off, like literally drop it off and leave. And then your catering company puts it out on the table. Mm. Mm. Um, they give you your bouquets, your centerpieces, and that's it. There's no candles. There's no installations. There's no linens. There's no extra, you know, bells and whistles. They're giving you simple boutonnieres, bouquets, and centerpieces and calling it a day. Mm. So that might be what they're talking about with a florist, which is still probably going to be a little bit more than that. But there's some, if a bride is saying, you know, my budget, budget, budget is this and I cannot spend a dollar over that, most floral designers will send them to a traditional florist Mm. and um, with a shop that you can just walk in and place an order. It's no shade. There's no animosity. We're really big on community over competition. And so... um, because, like, I did get married, and I know that part. I did not care. <laughs> I don't show my wedding pictures to any prospective client. <laughs> because I am I was not a, a floral designer's dream client at all. Now, I would not want to be anywhere near me when it came time for that. Because now I know more, and I want more for my, you know, looks. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of told her a color and kind of said, do whatever. I could care less. Mm-hmm. Some clients are like that. So I would say 40 to $50 a person and be um, mindful of what you see on Pinterest may not be in your budget. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. it's ha- anything that's hanging will may require a rigging system. Mm-hmm. We have to rent those items. Um, a high ladder, someone has to get up there to, and we need extra time at your venue to put anything up mm-hmm. um, or extra bodies in the building. So each body in the building costs more. So, or anything on the wall or any any sort of creative thing that you come with on Pinterest, it's going to cost. Things that you right. probably see you can't do, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> <But it's> gonna, <laughs> anything that you probably can't do is going to cost you more. 
Just because I had to learn how to do it. I had to attend a workshop to learn. You know, I had to train staff to learn. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's a process behind it. So if you budget $40, $50 a person starting for traditional style arrangements, um, that should, like I said, get you through ceremony, cocktail hour, and reception. And think about it like in bridal party. If you come to me with 18 bridesmaids, you're going to pay more than $2,400. It's going to be for all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, no, we can't use this and those um, bouquets for your reception because cocktail hour, you're taking pictures with those bouquets. Yeah. Right? So what you, I can't snatch it out of, I mean, the we're gone. So yeah. sometimes I stay, sometimes it just depends on the room flipping, that kind of thing. But you know, you would want your rooms to be set when you came back from cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see us running around sweating no. to put things. <laughs> you don't want to see. I mean, we should be gone. That's why I call my girls flower fairies. You don't see fairies. The tooth fairy, you don't see them. But yeah. they make it happen and they're gone. So that's kind of what we, you know, promote on our end. I can't speak mm-hmm. for any other company. But for the most part, most of my floor designer friends, we're usually gone by the time the reception starts. And then we magically reappear at midnight <laughs> and um, to break everything down. We get two hours to set up, one hour to break down, which uh-huh. is shocking for some venues. Um, if you want more uh, dramatic installations and stuff, you're going to have to increase your budget for the venue rental because we need more time to do that. Mm. So it's just about people um, being educated on how it works mm-hmm. and just asking, you know, and say, and if you're open to changing your budget, then be okay when the invoice comes through. You know, because sometimes we just say, I have to send an invoice anyway. You know, you're going to have to know. Some designers don't do line by line. We do line by line. So you can see, you know, like I'm right. completely transparent with my clients. I know designers say, oh, no, we just send in a, a proposal. Yeah, you wouldn't want anybody doing that to you. I right. mean, yeah. oh, that'll be 18000 Like, for what? You know, like, I just yeah. asked for right. <laughs> Why? You know? Explain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, explain, please. I try to to do it from a client's perspective all the time. And I don't think I'm going to change that unless it's a really huge order, Mm -hmm. then maybe, because you don't want to get, you know, the back and forth nickel and diming. But for the traditional wedding client, you know, for 200 or less, they want, you know, you know kind of what clients are asking for, high, low, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. You're going to get an invoice with line by line so you can see why it costs that much. Preston Bailey, one of the biggest floral designers in the country, mm-hmm. does line by line. Oh, wow. Yes. And he tells you that because people need to know why it costs that much. Right. Mm-hmm. Simple. I mean, you go to the store and you, you go to the grocery store, you know why your bill is 300 to Target. You know exactly why. Yeah. <laughs> because you want to see. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I don't see why a lot of people don't do it, but we have our reasons. So, like I said, I'm, I'm in no position to discuss anybody else's practices. I just know about what we do, especially at Factory. But, um, yeah, so just be mindful that what you look for on Pinterest may cost more than what you anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, have the people who are paying for the florals at the meeting with the floral designer because mm-hmm. there's no purpose of you hitting your dad with a $10,000 floral invoice when you know fully well that he's not going to pay that. My dad did not play that with me. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, you know, like that's what we, we we're taught in the floral world to have the people who are paying for it in the conversation. Yeah. Right, so that they can understand how this works. Makes um, sense. But yeah. Mm. Makes sense. Courtney. <laughs> so I'm going to speak from the bride side when I was a bride and what I did. <laughs> well, now don't judge me. And I'm going to talk about <laughs> the planner side that I see now. 
that I wish I knew back when I was a bride. Um, so when I was a bride, I saw on Pinterest <laughs> this flower curtain. It was carnations. It was hanging curtains of flowers. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to have this at my wedding. So I talked to my florist, and I was showing her all these pictures. She was like, yeah, that's going to be just $2,000 just for that flower curtain. I was like, oh, but it's carnations. What you need? <laughs> so I didn't consider the labor of it. Um, even I was just looking at it was carnations, and it looked pretty. And it was like a beautiful flower curtain. Why would carnations cost that much, you know? Uh, but you really got to consider, from the planner's side now, the labor of things. Like, that was a huge undertaking when I look back now at that picture. It was a huge undertaking that she would have to do in two hours because that's all my venue would let her come in. She would have to get that up in two hours. She would need a huge team. And it was just a very intensive task. And things we got to just consider um, on our florist part of what all they got to do to make it happen. Um, on the planner side, a lot of things I tell my brides when they show me like different Pinterest things um, is the season of your wedding. Some of the, a lot of the seasonal flowers that you might have in that bouquet, they might be way off your season. Um, that, would, that would definitely change your cost or the flower might just not even be available to you things like that. Um, so I think it's very important to talk with your florist and get educated about what they're saying. You really got to listen to them because they know uh, what that flower might cost or if that if it's available in your season um, or how to make it happen in your um, budget. Like I have one bride, we're just going to upgrade her budget to the flowers that she wants. Everybody else might get different filler flowers, you know, um, that still go with her design and everything like that. She really wanted this certain flower, so yeah, we made it happen for her bouquet. We just didn't do it across the board on every table, on every bo other bouquet, and all that type of thing. So, um, brides should consider the alternatives when they speak to their florist and what the florist suggests. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. I like one thing you said, Lineal, about when people come to you, you break it down by per person, mm -hmm. because I think a lot of times. And I know I definitely probably did this, like, in the beginning. I did not consider, like, the flowers being more than just the centerpieces. Like, every person that you invite is another table, which is another centerpiece that you need, which is, you know, maybe another, like, high boy decoration for the cocktail hour. It's like another thing. Like, even with the bridal party, like you were saying, mm -hmm. that's another, like, boutonniere you need, another, like, uh, bouquet, or, like, depending on the parents, or if you want, you know, something for the grandmas, something <laughs> for the aunties, something for this, something for that, that's more that you have to pay for, because you're paying for extra flowers. Like, it's not just the centerpieces on the table, it's the cake table it's like mm -hmm. if you want to be like how Bron said putting in the bathroom things like that like it's yeah <laughs> there's just that. so much <laughs> more and it's like you really got to break it down and think about it per person the same way you would think about Your the meal. food mm -hmm. so or the menu yeah so um flowers is a lot before yeah. I got into it, I didn't know yeah and your floral design is actually also a really good negotiator so I literally, I have warehouses where I get my flowers from, but I make them like, okay, we have this budget and you have to make it in this budget. 
or like I have this bride she really likes peonies can you make that happen peonies are grown in Alaska so we have to get that stuff shipped in you know so like Mm -hmm. this bride wants this is this and I need this is this so like I'm literally negotiating with people in different sometimes cities I get a lot of my flowers from Miami when they had that whole thing last year yeah (laughs) last year was horrible there was a um protest in Ecuador where a lot of the flowers come from you were not getting them uh-huh. Or they went really high on the flowers, mm. and clients had already paid for their florals. So now you're you're just trying to negotiate, and there's no negotiation. This yeah. flower that usually costs ninety seven cents is now four dollars. You have to pay it. So wow. it's coming out of our labor fee, or extra, you know anything else. Right. So then you're telling people who you already scheduled to work that day, y'all can't come in because I I got to pay for the client flowers. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So like we that was something we had to deal with last year when they have hurricanes in Miami. A lot of my stuff comes from it. You're not getting them or they're going to come in looking like trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going to have to find it locally. That's why a lot of designers learn how to forage greenery. Me mm-hmm. going to the bushes. That's not my ministry. <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> I'm from ATL. So <laughs> your girl's not going to go forage for anyone. I will pay and rinse. Uh-huh. You want it to be thoroughly rinsed before it hits my van. But some people have to do that because they want to cut corners here and there for their mm-hmm. client. Um, you know, so there's a lot of things I did not know when I send my taxes into my account. And she was like, you spent that those many thousands of flowers. I'm like, yes, flowers are expensive. Right. So, um, the whole $2,400 thing for a wedding, I don't know what that is. Um, but you know, not, not here. (laughs) (laughs) No. And I wonder, did they, no, they didn't say like, uh, the estimated costs. Because I remember, like, one time I saw one of these breakdowns, and it was, like, for a wedding with so many guests. But they didn't do that here, so. Mm -mm, They didn't. Um, Okay, let's move to the photographer and videographer. It's your fave. Yeah, this, um, these are definitely two vendors that I really wanted to, um, like I really just wanted to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After talking to my um, videographer, he was saying that a lot of times people book the videographer like three, four months out because they don't see it as a priority. Um, with that being said, going with the cost because everybody wants a photographer. Like, yeah, that, of course, that, that's standard. Of course, so photographer, uh, they have twenty. 20- well, I'm sorry, $2,679. And for the videographer, they have $2,021. And yeah, I feel like this is too low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do too. Um, especially for the videographer. You know, um, mm-hmm. for the videography, I kind of feel like they're a little bit more than the photographer, to be honest. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, we've been noticing people that have been going to like um, new folks. Or like, uh... you can have people new, newer photographers who co- cost less. There's a new thing now photographers are doing. Uh, it may not be a new thing, but mm-hmm. new thing that I'm hearing about, where you you'll pay for a photography company to do your wedding, but it'll be a different photographer who'll come on and shoot, mm. and then they get the same. You get the same editing style as your as the photography company, mm. and it may cost a little bit less. Oh. 
So um, okay. that's a new thing. So you may not get this top photographer. You, you can still hire the top photographer company, but mm-hmm. it won't be them at your wedding. It'll be like mm-hmm. someone who shoots just like them, use the same equipment, and then they edit them on the back end with the same editing style. Gotcha. I've so, heard of some planners that do that. That shoot? No, 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 oh. no. But like, like <laughs> no, nobody. Say there's celebrity planner X. Oh. Not to say names. Yeah. But like, you want your wedding done by celebrity planner X, but you don't really have celebrity planner X money. But you can go for one of his or her assistants or, like, somebody on their team. Yeah. So it's like you can say that I had a celebrity planner ex-wedding, but it was really coordinated or planned by Tiffany. Tiffany is not a celebrity planner ex. But she works for celebrity planner ex. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. That's a thing that I've heard. I've heard of photographers that they did. And I was like, oh, I mean, I'm not hating. I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. But as long as the pictures look, you know, similar, same Mm -hmm. editing style, then Then who cares? That's actually a benefit for the bride. Exactly. Price wise. So I don't know. Go, Courtney. Yeah, I was saying, I I actually had a friend last year. She did that. And wedding came. Her pictures are beautiful. So. Some people are choosing that option. There's companies that um, you hire, you're hiring the company, and you might get the same exact editing style that they do for everybody. Um, but you just might not know maybe 30 days, 60 days out, who is actually going to be the photographer for your wedding. Um, so I've seen that op- option. Or you can do the the independent photographer that has their own company. Uh, one thing uh, that I'm hearing about lately that people are doing to help with cost. They might cut it off on the front end or the back end of weddings um, to save money. So, like, they might not want to pay for the photographer to stay from the getting ready all the way to the sparkler departure. They might just pay for you to be at the getting ready, and then you end after I've done my dances with my parents. Um, So you've got the important pieces to me, but you're not going to stay for the rest of the night. Um, so I've actually encountered that a couple times where people were doing that to to get a photographer that they really wanted. About that, like, folks not wanting the whole day. I mean, granted, like, when I was looking, I would notice, like, oh, you could, you know, have it for six hours or eight hours or ten hours or twelve hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I never, like, really processed what that meant, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I like that I option. I also wanted to to say, please remember to include to the brides, please remember to include these said photographers and videographers and and the planners in the timeline for food. Give them a time to eat during Um, your wedding. I have a few planners who say that this is when I tell the photographers when they can eat. Um, And that makes sense because a lot of times we're eating random things in weird places mm-hmm. because we weren't given a meal or we were given <laughs> we were get, I mean you'd be surprised where we eat I mean I'm eating in hallways with hands I mean in, in any because you're about to faint you know so right it'd be really nice with all these vendors if you can include that cost in your um, catering budget mm-hmm. um, for your vendor meals and tell them when to eat so I've seen a couple who got uh, who ate. They took their couple pictures before the wedding, and then they um, so they could eat during cocktail hour. 
the bride and groom. Mm-hmm. And that's when the photographers were eating as well. Oh. So they did all their pictures before the wedding. Mm. This is a, it was a fairly new concept to me because, you know, traditional was like, I don't want to see you. You know, it's bad luck. Like, right. yeah, when it comes, it's a timeline. <laughs> so yeah. I've seen people do that. And then that's when the photographers and video, everyone was like, oh, Lord, we can eat. And they were like, you need to eat now, too. I was like, fine with me. I'm eating. <laughs> You know, as you wish, ma'am. Right. You know, <laughs> if you insist, I'm gonna eat now. So that's a that's a good thing to, to include these these said photographers and videographers and their assistants. Like, ask them, yeah. oh, how many people do you come with? Whatever, because you're paying them a lot of money. But sometimes people forget that they are human and they need to yeah. eat. So they're shooting for ten to twelve hours. Right. They gotta have a timer. They're not so you know eat to eat. Exactly. Yeah. We're not saying lobster and caviar, but you know. And check, I mean, like, some of these contracts will actually say, like, you are, by signing this, you are going to feed me and my person that I bring with me or my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also on the catering side, like, you have the, um, sometimes they'll do, like, vendor meals, which might not necessarily be the same thing everybody else is eating. Mm-hmm. But it's something because <laughs> yeah. the vendors have to eat like and they don't want to just stick with like granola bars or like mm-hmm. bag of Doritos like that's not going to sustain them for <laughs> the, you'd be surprised the duration <laughs> <of them. laughs> they need a lunch break too right. yeah. Yeah. yeah if you see uh, you know a vendor eating in the hallway or in the lobby area that's because nobody you know gave them a place to be or a plate of food Good wow news. yeah I like to set this up on the back end for my clients. So I do it for, I don't even tell them I'm doing it. I make sure that <laughs> we have a spot for the vendors to go and break and all that good stuff. Cause that's important. And that's another thing to consider in, in your budget. It, um, Cause I, a lot of times I, my clients actually do bands. Bands have about 10 members. That's 10 mm. people you need to feed. That's going to be added on your um, catering costs. So, you know, just things you got to think about. Goodness gracious. Okay. Yeah. Not a band, child. So, (laughs) on top of your 150, you better include plus 20, plus 30. Yeah. 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 If if you're doing a band, I would say, because I have a wedding coming up, um, they're going to have 19 vendors meals, and they have a band. When you have a DJ, I mean, that's only one guy, and maybe he has an assistant, so you might be more around 10 to 12 people that you need to feed vendor meal-wise on top of your guest count. Okay. And it's like sometimes it's a whole nother table. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. means more flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the vendor table can use a candle or something. Yeah, they can. Yeah. They, yeah. Okay. If but, you, yeah, no, you don't want still, it. Yeah. Some, I mean, yeah. yeah. Finna just throw it out with no no linens, <laughs> just a bare like a wooden table from the back. They rolled out the church base <laughs> or whatever. You know that old wooden round. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So let's now move into the wedding coordinator or event planner costs. Yes. Okay. So for a wedding coordinator. <laughs> Courtney's excited about this part. Um, so the wedding coordinator slash event planner, two thousand and two dollars. How does that sound? What say you, Courtney? Courtney, this is on you. So there's three tiers to wedding planning. Like you have your wedding day management slash day of coordinators. I don't believe in day of coordination. You can't just hop in the day of. 
And if somebody's right. telling you they could do that, don't trust them. Okay. <laughs> so there's a day wedding day management tier, and that's just maybe coming in a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two out, and assisting you on your wedding day. Then you have the partial planning tier. That's when I'm kind of helping you sort out logistical things. I'm touching on things a little bit more than just coming in closer to the wedding day. I might even be helping you find some vendors, things like that. Then you have full planning. That's where I'm helping you top to bottom. Um, and I might even start before you even have a venue selected, okay, with the full planning. Um, that's, not, that's not a realistic budget for a full planner. A lot of times um, planners might have, they might charge percentages. That's when I'm charging you a percentage rate of your overall wedding budget. So um, that will look very different than, I would say, 2000 um, versus the flat rate planner that might just charge you, hey, this would be my flat rate. If we go over so many hours, it might go up a little bit. Um, from the, the market rates that I've seen in Atlanta, that might only be for the wedding day management tier based on the market rates I'm seeing in 2020 for Atlanta. Okay, so it's going to look very different, though, for somebody in Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> That's where I went to college. Random city, I know. That's where I went to college. So it might, <laughs> it might look very different what they're charging there for wedding day management. And that's just because the clientele amount. I mean, how many weddings are happening? In Atlanta, there's a ton of weddings happening in October, okay, a ton. You might, every venue might be kicking out weddings Thursday through Sunday, morning, in the evening, okay? Um, so people are charging um, accordingly based on their city and in the market rate. So the 2000, I would say that's kind of more around the market rates for wedding day management kind of thing. Um, and, it, and again, you'll, you'll have to explore different planners and what they offer. Um, within that, because even with wedding day management, it might be vastly different from the next coordinator, what they're doing for you for that day. So you kind of just have to compare and contrast what they're offering even um, and how and how much they'll assist you up until the wedding day. And what is their experience level? Um, that's huge. Planners that might just be starting out, they might be charging a little less they're starting out and they want to get some weddings under their books because face it as wedding planners how we get experience is referrals i mean people got to know who you are to what them to, weddings is a huge day you know and a wedding coordinator is the person that they're leaning on that day to handle things um, so you got to have your name out there so some people might be charging less to get their name out there um so do you think too that that cost could be low because some people are just going with coordination like the month of coordination or they're using mostly like family members or the friend or like somebody that was like yeah i'll help you plan your wedding you know like is that probably why that cost is lower well, I think that cost, it depends on the service. So if we're talking about full planning, I think that cost is definitely low. If it's if we're talking about wedding day management, that's more of a reasonable price 
for that package. So you got to look at the package that you're asking for and the services you're looking for, because if somebody's charging less and you want to get your market rates to see if they're charging less, if they're charging vastly less than everybody else, you need to ask questions. Why? What is your experience level? What are your reviews? Things like that. Because you always want to stay, you want to be in the middle. Okay. You might not want to be too high. You might not be too low. <laughs> My mom always says the saying, of, it's expensive to be cheap. So you want to know why somebody might be way off the market rate. Okay. So I would say look at that for why your wedding planner might be way off if they are. Uh, but I would say that rate is more around, it might be more around the wedding day management rates that I'm seeing for 2020. My mom says something similar. She's um, not American. She says uh, good things not cheap and cheap things are good. Sounds a little different from her mouth, but that's what she says. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. So just, yeah, that, that rate seems a little low for full wedding management. And then a lot of wedding planners, depending on when I used to do planning, I would um, have an assistant for over a certain guest count. Mm. So to pay an assistant for the whole day, you know, um, it's going to be more than that. I mean, for two of y'all to live and eat and yeah. manage a rehearsal, you know, go to the rehearsal, mm-hmm. uh, pack up your gifts at the end. Like, they'll list their services. And so you want to get the most services, best reviews for your money. And then the kind of planners who know you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, I mean, let's be completely transparent. We're talking to black brides mm-hmm. or brides of color here. Mm-hmm. Um, some planners can manage black guests of the, that are not black mm-hmm. um and black is a wide range because you have caribbean black mm-hmm. african black um southern black mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> northern black east coast west coast black. i mean you have yeah. them all over and so some people can't manage your black cousin and them <laughs> so you need to pick a planner who can right. look through yeah. their portfolio who are using diversity not as a marketing tool but they can actually manage your yes. black family. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, African I, black, that's my family. <laughs> I mean, I like that was one of my selling points with some of my clients because they were black and they saw me on black. They were like, okay, cool. And then if they're Caribbean black, I'm like, I understand that your cake is going to be different. Your aunt is going to make your cake. Mm-hmm. They're going to put it in little boxes and it's going to be alcohol cake and your American husband and his family are not going to understand what that is. They're not going to like the taste of it. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're going to do. You know, like, I, I understand, like, African weddings, there's Nigerian, African, there's Ghanaian, there's all kinds of countries. They mm-hmm. operate a lot differently. Mm-hmm. I've seen vendors confused as to why the wedding is starting late or why isn't everyone at the ceremony but everyone's at the reception. Because that's what we do. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. what the Nigerians do. That's what the Ghanaians do. My stepdad is Ghanaian. I know how it works. Yeah. The Liberians do. Shoot. Yeah. You don't go, yeah, like you don't um, actually go to the ceremony, but you show up at the at reception. At the reception. One of our uh, uh, brides that we, well, I talked to, Inga, mm-hmm. uh, it's Nigerian. She had a Nigerian, Hindu, American, ceremony because her husband's Hindu they're mm-hmm. both you know American but wanted to represent all cultures and so she didn't want like she said she had cousins and people coming up to her that were like what's the Nigerian part or like what, <laughs> give me the order of things and she was like I don't know when it's going to happen because she was like she don't want people to pick and choose like yeah, what, part. what to come to yeah. Yeah. yeah they'll do that so if your planner doesn't look like you you need to make sure, like, I mean, because I have a friend, she's white. She's mm-hmm. a really good 
planner. She is a paper person who writes down everything and keeps track of everything. She plans all kinds of weddings. Mm -hmm. She's very cool under pressure, and she knows how to be firm when need be. So you don't necessarily have to pick a black planner, you know, but Mm -hmm. pick someone who's able to manage. You know your people. Right. And you may not know your husband's people, but he or your... um, partner you know to be Mm -hmm. you know respectful you may you know your partner's people so find out what you know the planner if they can manage your people Mm -hmm. or you explain to them say hey this is an indian wedding this is how we do it it's going to be for three days Mm -hmm. yeah drink water hydrate (laughs) 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 this is a nigerian wedding. get your snickers because it's going to be a while you know right and make sure the venue knows <laughs> I mean, you know, they're going to bring jollof rice. This is what we like to eat. This is yes. how it's happening. Mm-hmm. My family had yeah. alcohol in the parking lot. That's what we do. And I knew it was going to happen because we had an uh, alcohol free wedding. Yeah. And they were outside. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just going to happen. I mean, so you know, so let, let that be part of your planner fee. They're going to understand hey, you're going to have to manage my family because my uncle will get drunk and this is what we're going to have to do. Cut yeah. him off at this time. Right. So you're going to have to pay for those extra services that your planner's going to... I mean, be complete. I've done that. You know, I've been there, done that. I'm not doing it again. But I know planners, they're like teachers. They don't get paid what they're worth. They work really hard to manage these adults of yours. So, you know, pay them well and let them take care of the spreadsheets and the budgets and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. That's probably one of the most, you know, higher fees after your caterer and photographer and all that, that planner. Just pay them whatever they say. Just pay Just them. go ahead and pay them. Yeah. Right. yeah. Duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so speaking of alcohol, let's talk about the reception bar and liquor costs. Yeah. <laughs> From this price, I already know that this is too low. Oh, yeah. So um, $2,564. And I'm just like, what? We drinking cranberry juice? <laughs> With like the lowest, uh, well, well, yeah, yeah, basically. Unless they're a place where it's like a Costco, and yeah, you can bring your oh. own and then take it back. True. Oh, you can't take it back. You can't take it back. You can't oh, take. You can't, take you can't return alcohol. It's illegal in Georgia. In Georgia, mm-hmm. oh. let me tell my coworker that even at Costco, I tried that. Yesterday. I did try it, but I called before. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But yeah. I used to bartend, so I know. But you cannot return alcohol. Okay. In Dang. Wow. Good so, to know. But you can buy. I mean, there's ways around it. If your venue does allow outside alcohol, you can buy wine at Trader Joe's. I had a bride give everyone a bottle of wine as the um, favor. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to a wedding like that. It all came from Trader Joe's. And so it was like $3 a bottle or Aldi's, two sixty nine. <laughs> okay. But, um, price, yeah. Price I cool. love me some Aldi's. You, yeah, you can, get, <laughs> you can get a little label, put it on there, call it a day. That's exactly. It's cheaper yeah. than any. I mean, they're big bottles. And people are like, yes. You know, and you can get rosé if you want to be cute and get That's pee, exactly you know. The, you were calling out the exact favor I have. <laughs> I haven't even opened it. Are you feeling attacked here? <laughs> but that is something that you can definitely, I won't be doing that. Uh, that is something, because I've done that for that client. She had 300 guests. Yeah. Um, but definitely that's something that you can think about with your alcohol cost. If they do allow you to bring alcohol, you can go to Costco and purchase alcohol. And you need to get the um, business, not business membership, but the um, higher level membership. So mm-hmm. you can get some of that percentage back. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can get your cups and glasses and everything. And you would just have to find a really good bartender who can mix that stuff and make it good. Mm. If your venue allows for outside alcohol. If they don't, then I think a good way to save money is to have a signature cocktail. 
for him and her. Drink that. Drink that. Yeah. And call it a day. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you could do. Because mm-hmm. y'all don't drink. Yeah, we really so. don't drink. And, and the so. people who do that, somebody's like, well, we don't drink. Okay, well, everyone else does. Yeah. <laughs> True. Right. True. And that's exactly what I was thinking. Right. I'm like, yeah, we don't drink, but everyone else does. And we definitely want everyone to have a good time. And stay. Right. Yeah, and stay. Yeah. Yes. It's like, yeah. oh. Yes. Well, this they is will, nice. They will, <laughs> I'm telling you now, you know, this is coming back in the day for bartending. They will leave if the alcohol cuts off before the end of the reception. They will leave. If there's no alcohol, they will not stay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You and your friends, yes. Your cousins, your co-workers, they're not going to stay. Mm. It happened to me. I know. <laughs> they were in the parking lot drinking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have alcohol. It was a Sunday afternoon. My dad was like, absolutely not. We didn't have alcohol. So they will leave. So keep that in mind. Because I've had clients say, we're going we're gonna to do a two-hour bar. Okay. Two? Yeah. So cocktail hour, cocktail hour and everyone one with the, the drink with the meal and that was it. They will eat. Court, Courtney, what do you do you agree? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I would even speak on my experience as a bride because bartenders or even your caterer they might give you a per consumption or a package, like a base price package deal where you pay this per person. Or the per consumption route. I did the per consumption route. And when I look back now, I was like, why did I do that? Because our friends are drinkers, okay? They're huge drinkers. And we ran through our tabs. And uh, we had to add on around 2K at the end of the night. So the brides really look at that. Know your crowd. Know the people that's coming in. Because um, if, if you got a drinking crowd, it might not be beneficial to you to do a uh, per consumption. You might end up paying more. You might want to look at the package deal. So then you know this is the flat rate I'm paying. Boom, bam, it's done. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and you can even look at changing if you want to make sure liquor there. You can try try a signature drink route where you might have a a bourbon mix and a um a Jack and Coke mix. Um, if you really want liquor, but you don't want to have all the fixings, or you do wine and beer only, um, you should consider those type of things um, for for your budget. I went to a beer and wine wedding. I mean, they were they were young, like fresh out of college, but I mean that was fine. Like yeah. they had they had alcohol, every type of yeah. beer, wine that you know they had sweet water and Bud Light and. Corona, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. It worked. There's okay. some other options, too. There's a Prosecco van now they can pull up yeah. or put in it. That's cute. Oh. So if you want to do wine, make it cute wine. So Prosecco is fun. Um, I've seen different kinds of options for alcohol outside of the bar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen mocktails when people really just don't want to have liquor. Maybe their family's religious and they're going to be judging you if you have that liquor there. <laughs> people are doing mocktails. Um, I've seen that. So there's ways to get creative. Gotcha. All right. Let's move on to the DJ. Yes. In go the DJ. Band. The DJ, the DJ. band, the musician, all that <laughs> stuff. So, Sorry, I had to do that. All right. <laughs> run, run down the entertainment cost to me. Okay. So first... Uh, let's go to the DJ. So DJ, $1,292 for the musicians, um, $797. 
and then for a reception band, $4,247. Um, yeah, I have no idea if these are right, but going by everyone else, I think this is probably low on the lower end. I don't know. Not sure. It depends on what the DJ is providing. Mm. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, lighting yeah. in. These, some DJs are doing a little much because I heard one <laughs> DJ do video. I'm like, what are you doing video? How? How? Why? Why? How? <laughs> but, um, Let me set up the yeah, tripod. yeah, some, <laughs> yeah, there's DJs who offer a lot and then some offer, um, a facade in front of their table. So mm. they can be an added decor element. Mm -hmm. They can put your logo, your monogram in front of their yeah, DJ booth. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, they'll have their own lighting system. They'll have like disco balls or like spotlighting on them or like, mm -hmm. yeah. And then some DJs, you're hiring them for their DJ name. So, mm. yeah, okay. So that's like where you're going to spend to fly them out. They're the ones who have the custom uh, headsets with the bling or different things. They may have just all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you're you might think, oh, I need to be paying a hundred an hour. You can find a DJ for a hundred an hour. They may not specialize in weddings. That's yeah. a whole different kind of DJ. Yeah. A wedding DJ comes with microphones. They're going to cost more, but they'll have the microphones. They'll have the speakers. Mm -hmm. They have access to a complete DJ library because they have to download the music and pay for it. Yeah. Right? Um, or pay monthly for that service. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're when you're paying more for a wedding DJ, there's a reason why because mm -hmm. they do weddings and they know about timelines. They know how to get the crowd from the ceremony space where they have to be. Mm -hmm. Um, they know about cultural music. Mm -hmm. For different cultures, this is ain't your club background backyard barbecue DJ <laughs> who only know you know to the club. You can't play that with my grandma right here. <laughs> right. We're not doing it. You know, mm -hmm. nuck if you not tonight. You know, or right. like later tonight. Right. I mean, right. play a little nuck if you buck. You After know? Ooh, I still hear the edited version of nuck if you buck. <laughs> it don't hit the same. <laughs> we got we got to do it at ten thirty. You know, like yeah, that's sure. grandma. Yeah. That's how they right. would know. My best friend got married, and her DJ was Jamaican. Okay, she's not Jamaican. Her husband's not Jamaican. DJ, whatever his name was, decided to when they walk out, sir, this is a whole wedding. We we were laughing about this to this day. We were like, do you remember when that DJ? She was like, yes, that was my husband's friend from work. I mean, it was horrible. I mean, it wasn't bad, but I mean, he was trying to be fun. But they were walking out for their first dance, and he's like. Give it up one time. I'm like, no, don't give it up one time. <laughs> you know, welcome, Mr. and Mrs. So and so. Right. Why yeah. are you doing that? You know, because he wasn't a wedding DJ. Right. Yeah. He was a good DJ. He was dressed nicely. But I'm over there waving my hand, like, stop. You know, like, don't do that no more. Mm -hmm. Can you cut that off? We know you like that Jamaican music, but nobody else in here is Jamaican. Cut that Nobody's off. Dancing. Yeah. That's not the crowd. So right. That's why they're going to cost more. A wedding DJ knows coming in a suit. He knows to bring his own table and linen. Mm -hmm. You know, he comes or he or she, because there's a lot of female DJs now. Yeah. They get yeah. no respect out here. But they need to because they are just as good, if not better, you know, for certain yeah, things. That's true. Right. Um, I met a lady who was in charge of a completely female DJ crew in Orlando. Wow. Um, We'll shut them out later. Okay. But they are awesome. And so they may charge more. Yeah. You never right. know because of their notoriety mm -hmm. in their crew and availability, you know? Yeah. So. Experience is everything. Experience. Their experience. That's yeah. part of their mission yeah. statement is they build experiences. Yeah. 
Yeah, when mm-hmm. we talked to Mike Music, who's based out of New York, that was his thing. Like, creating experiences, really figuring out what people were truly like, not just going with songs that are trendy or just doing this because everyone does it. Like, you don't have to dance to best part because everybody danced to best part. Mm-hmm. What song means something to y'all in your relationship? So, mm-hmm. but you do, like you were saying, like there are the DJs up the street where it's like 350 to book you for the night. And that's just an extra 350 in his pocket. He don't care. He don't care. Now yeah. he ain't bringing out a microphone, <laughs> not, not an uplight, not anything else. But then you got the far end of the spectrum where it's a sole like entertainment company that's compre- they're providing you the photo booth. They're providing you like you can have the option between the white booth or the black booth. <laughs> the white booth could have like you were saying your logo on it or like a rotating like photo like slideshow of you. Like I saw that somewhere and I was like, why? Why? <laughs> Yeah, or like stands with monitors that have the slideshows. Go, why do you need that yeah. here? Yeah. But like some people, some people want that. Yeah, Somebody yeah, wants that aesthetic, and they might be fine with paying five thousand, seven thousand dollars for that. Yeah. Mm. And is your DJ mobile? That's what I'm always asking. Because um, your DJ, he needs to be at the ceremony. Can he set up at cocktail hour? Does he have multiple speakers, or is he going to be running around uh, trying to move his whole set? Uh, <laughs> things like that that brides need to consider. Um, and they're your MC for the night. Are they good at being an MC? Are they good with flow? Um, are they going to awkwardly having you dance for six minutes through the whole song that you pick? You know? <laughs> things you got to uh, really look at and consider. Um, when you're paying for some of these DJs, you know, the MC piece is huge for me. Okay. Huge. Cause I have, I had a friend, she told me that the DJ was over the mic saying, saying, somebody please bring me a plate. You don't want that to happen <laughs> at your wedding. Include that in your timeline. <laughs> you don't want that to happen at your wedding. They are the holder of the mic. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Somebody bring me a plate. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've been to weddings where the DJ either played the wrong song or called out the wrong person or like completely forgot a member of the bridal party. And it's like that can granted everybody makes mistakes. But that can some you know, kind of yeah. change the kind of mood at that point. Mm-hmm. Don't have a DJ where he just playing music and nobody's dancing. That's on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or play what they like to hear. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know some DJs who are from certain parts of town and that's what they play. And like, I will not refer them. I don't have time for that. You play what the client asks for. Right. Yeah. There's a whole conversation you're supposed to have. They should be meeting with you exactly. as well. Mm-hmm. They should be sending you timelines and different things and like songs. What do you want to hear when so-and-so walks out? Exactly. How do I say this person's name? Don't spell your friend's name, the way you spell it legally, sometimes just spell it phonetically. Like yeah. graduation. Yeah. yeah, so that they can say it. Because we're black. I mean, you know, we have unique names. That's part of being black. Mm-hmm. That's our culture. We have unique names. And sometimes we have African names or, 
you know, specific name. Yeah, there's a Y, but you don't say it like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like my name has a capital N. You're never going to see that, but it has a capital N in the middle. Why? Yeah. I don't know. But don't call me Lanelli. <laughs> it's Laniel. <laughs> Not Lanelli. You know, so, but it, when I spell it, I put L A N E E L. Yeah. I do that a lot. You know, so go ahead and give your DJ some, you know, credit and just give him what he or she needs right. to get through this wedding. Like you said, like Courtney said, he is, he or she is your MC. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a separate fee for that, probably. But, you know, because you can hire an MC as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just keep that in mind. That's why they charge what they charge. They're managing the flow of the, the night. That's real. And I guess we can say the same thing with the musicians and the band. You well, know? we ain't really... We didn't really touch on we're, them, but, you well, know. we're not but. really also getting bands. Like, every now and then, a cover band. I have Black Brides getting bands. I, I, I really? have one this year. Yes, yes. It's a Black brand And Grits and Jelly Butter. They're awesome. Yeah, grits say, and jelly butter. Yeah. I was about to say, never mind. I did one grits and jelly butter. Yeah, they're very popular. You did. Don't forget about that. And I've seen them in person. They're really good, too. Shout out, like, I'm giving a shout out again to them right now. <laughs> no, but I don't, like you said, I don't see bands often from Black Brides. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say that I see an event the other day. They had Orchestra Noir, and they can play. I just Ooh. heard about them. Yeah. Um, shout out to the Cab. Okay. But, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that's an, that's another aspect of entertainment. Just thinking outside the box, but they're gonna cost because they do have like ten plus people with them. Yeah, yeah. they're kind of deep. Yeah, yeah. So somebody gonna have to feed them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would be nice. You don't have to, but it's a nice gesture. Oh, well, they're gonna yeah. be a city winery April thirty. Okay, not random at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I kind of like the idea. We're gonna go. We're right, going. Right. It's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happening. <laughs> no, but I like the idea of a band. So. I like, bands are good. Like, yeah. Sometimes, I'm wedding, yeah. I see both. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have a band, most time they have the band and the DJ. Yeah. And they take breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've heard that um, with the band, you got to consider the setup. They take a lot of hours to set up um, to get all their stuff ready. Um, and then there's other people outside of the band that might just be there for the electronical piece going on behind the scenes. All that stuff. Um, so that's what you got to consider. And like I said earlier, you might have 10, 12 people to feed just out of the band. Um, and bands, they price themselves accordingly. Um, you got to pay them because some of them, they're traveling all over the United States. Um, some, A lot of them have these booking agencies that send them all over the place. So you might be having those travel fees included. Um just things to consider about band, but I love bands. Um, they get people dancing. The DJs do too. So it's kind of just like what you kind of want, what kind of flow you want that night. But I do have Black Brides in bands. Don't sleep on it. All right, y'all. Don't sleep on the bands. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So next, we're going to get into hairstylists, makeup artists, and the overall attire. For the bride and groom. Okay. So hairstylists, $123 for a black girl. That's too low, to be <laughs> honest, because I think I pay like... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just a regular um, uh, appointment for me is, well, for a natural hair girl, um, it's like 160 180 Why? What? Where are you going? 
listen, she's amazing what she does. You know, I get the uh, whole, you know, extra conditioning, you know, uh, the little steam and, and then the trim. You know, I mean, I don't go to her all the time. But, you know, anyways, that's besides the point. Um, a makeup artist, $102. And then. Uh, oh, $102. Yes, $102. <laughs> and then. Um, what else did you say? Attire. Please. The attire, uh, $2,164. So your dress is probably like $400 and then, you know, because it says including wedding dress, groom's attire, and accessories. So huh? You said dress is $400. <laughs> Where did you arrive at that with all this other I stuff? Mean... Groom's attire. How much you think? He has written a tux, okay? Okay, like, maybe your maybe dress is probably like $1,000 and Thank then, you. you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Black makeup artists charge way more than hundred. They sure do. A- exactly. They exactly. don't even start that low. <laughs> no, that might be for a bridesmaid. You can get seventy five to hundred, maybe one seventy five, mm-hmm. eighty. But yes. um, and then you have to ask those questions. Does it include? I've had <laughs> my friends are makeup. Artists. Does it include lashes? <laughs> well, yeah. Does it include <laughs> lashes? Which makes because I, my friends are makeup artists. A lot of them, and they're like. I've had people come, can I just get eyes, lips, and cheeks? She's like, well, what eyes, else What? What else is left? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, neck? Yes. Nose. So you need to figure out who's paying for the bridal party makeup. Yes. And hair. Well, most for black brides, I know, is everyone comes with their hair done from wherever they come from. Yeah, they sure. get their hair done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They may have the makeup, the hairstyles for the bride just doing like curls or the pins. Yeah. I've noticed with other cultures, white weddings, you know, they have hair and makeup artists that do the same job. So they'll, oh, they're yeah. looking for hair and makeup teams, right? Yeah. Black brides are looking for make. We know, we mm-hmm. we like a nice firm line. Mm-hmm. Hair people and makeup people. Mm-hmm. Right? That's mm-hmm. what I noticed. I don't know. And um, makeup artists charge way more than that. And then you need to pay, for, everyone needs to pay for it in advance. Yeah. At least the deposits. Mm-hmm. And so you um, tell your planner, I don't know who's in charge of the timeline for the makeup artists and stuff, but that's another timeline service for your planner to, to, to do the um, hair and makeup part of it. And then sometimes you have to start really early, like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And so um, there's, they're going to cost more. Yeah. Right. Depending on the time of the wedding and the size of your bridal party and like how many makeup artists you have to bring. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe in 30-minute makeup, okay? I haven't seen it done in any wedding I was in. Uh, I believe in an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, if somebody names that. That's a comfortable timeline for me. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, that seems about the same to me. So your hair and makeup is going to cost more than $100. Ask your girls, can they afford to pay it? Or if you're gifting them, gifting them that, mm-hmm. let them know that. Uh, you know, as soon as you can so that they don't have to stress out or say, this is who I'm going with my makeup. Mm-hmm. You can use this person and then we're going to need your deposit in advance so that we can add you to the timeline and get it all organized. Exactly. Okay. And and that didn't even consider um, trials. That's a whole separate fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And thinking about the entire part, they didn't, inc- I don't think, or maybe they did include alterations. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. So that's... No, they didn't. Because no. mm-hmm. one of the dresses I looked at was like $2,400. So that's already, they don't yeah. even take into account alterations. Exactly. But it's going to wear anything else. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, because the other vendors were, like invitations, I mean. 
Mm. Don't do them. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, no. Not, 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 not trying to stay the stationers because the, they are serious about theirs. $386 seems to be that's very, very low. Very low. Yeah. And that's just invitations. That's not any other paper goods. That's not programs or table. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. Wedding day transportation at eight fifty six. Cake baker at five twenty eight. Officiant at two eighty six. The cake baker seems about right. You should um, start at five to six dollars a person. Okay. Yeah. I told y'all how much mine. No. My cake gonna be one fifty. Oh yeah, that's that's those um cupcake. You have cupcakes or cake? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's cake. a cake. It's a but, cake. But they're called cupcake people. That's extremely rare. That's like that's way cheaper than Publix. Sorry. That's way cheaper than uh, the big grocery store here. <laughs> um, that's way cheaper than them because I tried and they were still telling me $4 a slice. So I was like, well, I might as well take my business to another place, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The bakers, yeah, think about 5 to $6 a slice and then don't think that you can do the faux cake and the sheet cake in the back. Right. It, it, it ends up coming out the same price in my experience. You might as well just just do the sheet cake in the back then and just have your insert or serve pedophores. I've had clients do that. Um, if you're not a cake person, prioritize your wedding. You don't have to get a cake. If you're not a cake person, don't feel forced to get a cake. Do something different. Go outside the box. Yeah. Good idea. So listen, you don't need a cake. You could you could do tart, creme brulee, cake pops, whatever. Pies. Pies. Oh, yeah. I like that I love idea. A good pie. Mm-hmm. Give me a pecan pie. Mm-hmm. All right. This conversation was fun. <laughs> to me, it's like wrap it up. Oh, yes. Yeah, Don't get me on cheesecake. But yes. Oh, cheesecake. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have that at my wedding, at my future wedding. That, yes. Yes. This was a real good breakdown of what everything costs, all the things to consider. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this is an episode that if you're not engaged, you need to listen to. You just got engaged. Listen to this one first before you make <laughs> any decisions, anything. Yeah. Let your mamas listen to it, your daddies, if they're helping pay for stuff. And or then, have your fiance listen to it as well. Yeah, whoever mm-hmm. is contributing to the wedding, mm-hmm. listen to this episode and then make your decisions because realistically, you know nothing. Um, yeah, basically, because <laughs> really I didn't. Really yeah, I, I mean, look, I'm I, I learn as I go. But uh, so we're gonna move straight into the wedding vendor shoutouts. I don't have no advice. This whole episode was a load of advice for you. Mm-hmm. If you weren't taking notes, you're stupid. So <laughs> but, um, she didn't really mean that, y'all. Just kidding. Okay, so <laughs> Courtney, what vendor do you have? My vendor is Vanessa Photo, 89. That's her um, Instagram. Her name is Vanessa Clifton. She's a storytelling photographer. Um, I know her personally from college. So I just wanted to shout her out because I've always loved her imagery, and she's just a really good photographer. So I wanted to shout her out. Awesome. I'll go next. My vendor is somebody I also went to college with. Um, She's a makeup artist based in Atlanta, but I know she travels. She's done a lot of makeup for a lot of celebrities like Phaedra, Portia, you know, um, 
one of the Harvey twins, Steve Harvey's daughters. Um, I think she even did her makeup for her wedding, but her name is Yaya, um, Unique Downer. Um, her Instagram is Yaya Beats Face, and she's everywhere, like Instagram. I mean, she's even been like on a few episodes of Real Housewives of Atlanta, like doing somebody's makeup. Um, but yeah, that's Yaya or Unique. She's uh, cool folks. So that's my shop uh, vendor for this week. Um, my vendor recommendation (laughs) would be Robin's Nest Design Studio Mm -hmm. Um, I really like Robin she's a stationer a lot of people uh, forget about the art of stationary design Mm -hmm. and I am a very old fashioned person I love printed invitations I love calligraphy I love everything custom so when it comes to wedding because you can keep a few of those pieces and put it in a um, frame a frame mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah a frame and you know enjoy it later on yeah so um robin's nest design studio she is an african-american stationary designer based in the milton alpharetta area but she can ship invitations and stationary all sorts of stationary nation and worldwide okay um let's see so this week i have michael um of course i met him uh in college yeah. and so he is I feel like he is a videographer, but then also he's a photographer. He's based out in out here in Atlanta. Um, you can find him on IG at Media Lifted Films, and that's M E D I A L I F T E D F I L M S. I don't know why I just spelled all that out, but yes, he is amazing. What he does, he does a lot of events around here in Atlanta. I'm not quite sure if he travels, but definitely go online. Uh, yeah, so that's about it. Um, Lanil, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Special Event Factory or on my website, www.specialeventfactory.com. And yes, we are on Facebook as well uh, and Pinterest, mm. Special Event Factory. Okay. Courtney, where can they find you? You can find me at on Instagram at The Charming Details. And on my website, thecharmingdetails.com, all my handles are the same. If you probably Google the Charming Details, they'll come up, Courtney Jackson. Very nice. Of course, you can always find us on whoido.com. You can find us also on IG, Facebook, Twitter, and then also LinkedIn. That's new. And, of course, you can always follow uh, Ashley at Demi Tosh on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can find me at Belsoree on Instagram, and on Twitter. This was great, guys. We had so much fun talking to you all. I had such a blast. I love talking about weddings and letting people know about the importance of prioritizing their wedding, making it important to them. Yes. Yes, and I just hope that um, all brides walk away from this feeling a little bit better and confident about their wedding budget. Um, I had an amazing time chatting about all the different vendors and what we kind of see day to day on the planner side. Thank you so much. We learned a lot. Hopefully you guys learned a lot um, and you all took some notes. I know when I go back to listen to this, I'm definitely going to take notes because there's a lot of information and it was it was packed, but it was definitely um, needed. So yeah, thank you so much again. Bye-bye.